America. We're in your backyard, bitches. <laughs> in your bedroom, sleeping in your bed, sipping on your sippy time tea. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot keep us down. We will rise up from the depths beneath the graveyards and reach up and grab you, boys. God damn it! We're gonna cause traffic. We're gonna st- we're gonna burn down the auto zone. We will kill ourselves in your living room so that you see the violence and pain. Yeah, we're we will rise up. We're coming to bust your ass, you goofy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to bust your ass. We're gonna march on your mom and your father, and if they don't want to participate, they're gonna regret even making you born, you goofy bitch. <laughs> yeah, you goofy, goofy, goofy bitch. Wearing your hand is a hat. What are you doing? I just made that up. We're rising up from the 7-Elevens. We're rising up from the Dwayne Reeds, and we're going to fucking burn it down. We're going to fucking burn down all this horse shit. You're raising our rents. You're arresting black men on the street like we're supposed to take it in the ass. Are we supposed to take it in the ass like a bunch of fucking pussies? I'm no. not taking it in the ass. Taking yep. it in the ass could be, you know, people. some people think it's, you know, a lot of pussy thing. You know, it's hard to take it in the ass. So that's, you know, I mean. Oh, that's like a tough guy thing. Yeah, Like yeah, a yeah, tough yeah, guy yeah, thing. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. People say, you know, people, some people say that gay people are more masculine because they can, can take it in the ass. Very yeah. strong. Very muscular game. Most of the gay men that I've seen or have worked with and been close with mm. are very muscular. Yeah. And God damn it, we're pissed about We the are cops. pissed so fucking cops. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, everybody. This is the brighter side. And uh, we were going to do a special laid back episode uh, talking to an old person about their life. But God damn it. We've done it before. When shit gets fucked up, you throw everything to the side and you go ahead and you talk about what's going on, what's going on in your town. And right now, New York City is close to be on fire. It is really intense out there. And I don't know about you guys. I know Jordan's here, Jordan Temple. How you doing, buddy? How you be? I'm and you're okay. at the protest every night almost. I saw one from the Michael Brown. That was the first one I saw. The only one I saw mm. was after the Michael Brown verdict came out. And uh, I was down Houston Street, and it was thousands of people walking down Houston Street, stopping traffic. And it was such a great statement, I thought, uh, walking through the street, you know, causing awareness of where the where he was shot and and I loved everything about it. Fuck yeah. One of the things I think is wrong with how politics are played out today and how people are treated is uh, in order to protest, you've got to get a petition signed and uh, you can't block traffic, which that's not a protest. What are you fucking... You're yeah. just going to like... Then you're just standing on the street just being like, hey, this sucks. Like, yeah. you got to block traffic. You got to be outside. You got to let people know how many people are upset with these decisions. You gotta be on mushrooms. You gotta get drunk. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably don't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, cutting to it, and also we, we're joined by a, a favorite of the brighter side, Miss uh, Luisa Diaz. How you doing, darling? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we love you. Thank you so much for coming. And sitting in for Sam is Miss Mary Kelly. How you doing? I'm good. The most Irish person I've ever known. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Beautiful, Down to the alcoholism. <laughs> beautiful red hair, last name Kelly, first name Mary. Got a 
checkered dress on. This is a very Irish thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish, they love protesting too, don't they? Uh, well, a lot of them are cops, so I don't know if that's true. Oh, but, but I'm talking about Irish. in Ireland. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you could call bombing. Protesting, <laughs> protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer the peaceful kind myself. Yeah, and Jordan, cutting to the chase here. Oh, yes, Amber and Cena and me as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop. You know, who gives a shit about us? You know we're here. Yeah. And uh, but Jordan, you were arrested for protesting the other oh, day. I was correct? arrested for protesting in Times Square. Yes. In Times Square, and yeah. you were so, and people were scattered all over the city, right? It wasn't just in Times Square. You could have been down by the Brooklyn Bridge. You could yeah. have been at the Holland Foley Tunnel. Foley Square, Holland Tunnel. People were trying to shut down the bridge, Brooklyn yeah. Bridge, yeah. and near Washington Square Park. People were everywhere. That was like on Thursday was the first night I was out for that long. I think I was out another day the week prior. Okay. But that was like the day everyone was, especially like after the Eric Garner decision, mm-hmm. um, that's when everybody was out. People were coming from downtown, meeting in Union Square yeah. and walking uptown. And that's when I, I met people in Times Square. I got that there about 8 o'clock. I was only there for about an hour, and that's when I got arrested. Yeah, so you got arrested quick. Yeah, it was yeah. really fast. I met my friends. I was actually coming from, uh, uh, like, an open mic with some comics. and oh, we actually peaceful people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck with anybody. You're yeah. doing a peaceful protest here. Yeah, What's the worst a... thing you can do is get on stage and tell a hacky joke? Yeah. Do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was crazy. Like, we, so we were coming from somewhere, and then... Uh, I met it was me and my friend Sam and Dennis and we went uptown. We took the train and it was weird because we couldn't find the protest originally. It felt like we were just walking around. It felt like we were gonna end up at a diner at the end of the night. <laughs> like it was just like kind of like a bad sketch, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it was like we we were in Times Square. We saw a whole bunch of people we know coming from downtown, and we met with them. Mm-hmm. And then we walked into the uh, the. The ticket center, yeah. which like in the middle of direct mm-hmm. center. Oh man, I hate them tickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down with Broadway. <laughs> Disney does own Broadway, yeah. and that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Itself. But the Aladdin <laughs> prices, the Aladdin prices are too damn high. <laughs> And so we were like laying down, uh, and we laid down in the tickets, uh, whatever center next to where those bleachers were, and um, we we all laid down. We had we were like chanting, um, "I can't breathe," yeah. which what which is what Eric Garner said last when words. last yeah. words when he was being choked, choked to, death. to death. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we were chanting that, and um, we had like four minutes of a moment of silence mm-hmm. for him. Um, the most violent protest ever, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Moments of silence. And oh, laying down. I mean, this l- sounds... For, snap! Get yeah. out the guns! <laughs> you got shoot him in the face! What, there's a moment of silence? It was, <laughs> it was wild, too, because everyone... I mean, when you're at a protest, everyone is like-minded, mostly peaceful people. Mm-hmm. There was a girl, while I was laying down, who whose head... Like, there wasn't enough space, and she, like, laid her head on my leg. Yeah. And, like, it was a pillow, and I was, like, completely fine. With it, everyone. It was. It was. It was great. It was great. It was like. It's a loving thing, actually. Yeah. And that's what people got to remember when they're going out there and protesting. Yeah. Is if uh, we get if this goes violent, you know, nothing's going to get accomplished. No. Yeah. yeah well, gonna I was going to kick. Just, what are you doing on my like? Yeah. You know, <laughs> start a, you yeah. Find a way to not no. be demonized. Right. In the, you know, in the eyes of the rest of America. Right. Because if you're going to, you know, send a message to Middle America, you right. know, you can't be violent. 
You know, because right. that's what they expect. They expect everyone to be animals and go I mean, against the cops. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's one aspect of it. One thing before I go into the rest of the story, I didn't like, I saw something on CBS News, the comparison of uh, the Ferguson protests with the New York City protests. Well, you didn't like the comparison? No, 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 I didn't like this. They actually showed a split screen between New York City and Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're which doing is, it better. Which is not the same place. I won't say it's we're doing diff- it better yeah, or worse. It's, yeah. it's a completely it's, yeah. different yeah. scenario. Where someone, where, I mean, where essentially a man, I mean, someone in in both instances, a black man is being murdered, right, by the police. There are different uh, facts in each case. Eric Garner was put in a chokehold, right? Mm -hmm. It was ruled a homicide, and it was clear that it was the officer's fault. And they said he had complications with asthma and obesity, which also didn't help. But the fact of the case is that he was on camera and he was murdered. That was clear and cut evidence. But he was selling cigarettes. Right. He was selling cigarettes, people. That is... You You know, there there are two marked differences between the social environments also of the two protests. Mm -hmm. Because um, in, in Ferguson, it is a predominantly black population being overly policed and overly fined and arrested by a predominantly white um, government and police department. And that is more of a reaction in terms of a bunch of people who have been systematically held down, you know, historically treated this way. And I would say it's closer to a rage of an explosion of rage that is completely understandable. Whereas in New York, we have, you know, amongst the most liberal people in America, and it's not just the oppressed standing up and saying this isn't okay, which they've done before and clearly hasn't changed that much, right? Um, And here we have people who are not necessarily identifying with the victims, but who understand that there's a systematic problem, who are not okay with it in terms of empathy, not just of their experience. So... It, it's not based on rage, it's based on sympathy and it's based on love and it's based on not wanting to let something continue to happen. So it's a completely different kind of protest, but they're both necessary, I think. Yeah. You know? and, and New York is, is the microphone of the world. Exactly. Right? When yeah. everyone comes together in New York, the world kind of pays attention. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you're also seeing here. And also in Ferguson, they were very militarized police in exactly. Ferguson very yeah. early on in the process. It looked more like a third world country at mm-hmm. certain points than mm-hmm. it did someplace in America. Yep. So I think, you know, man, this is just really going crazy. Jordan, what else happened on your experience there? Oh, so after we um we were laying down in the ticket center area, me and my friends and the rest of the protesters, we walked downtown. Uh, we were, and we were about at 43rd Street near the police precinct, mm-hmm. and we were practically in the front line. The the two guy, there were two guys in front of us who were like really wild, and they sat down. And when they sat down, the police immediately cuffed them. And then everyone who was in our line and everyone behind us linked arms, and the cops also cuffed us. They took my friend to the side, me and Sam to the side, and a couple of my other friends, my friend Marsha, to the side. How many people they arrest in that one swoop? That one swoop, when they put us in front of the police precinct, they were lining us up uh, to go downtown to mm-hmm. one police plaza on buses. In that line, there were about 50 people. And how were you handled? How how were people being arrested? Were, were... 
every everyone was was nonviolent. I didn't resist. I mean, I was there. I didn't know that I would be arrested, but I also wasn't going to uh, resist the arrest to give them probable cause. I mean, it was no. it was completely it was a completely peaceful protest, and no reason for me to to really resist them. It, you other, didn't go down there with your paper bag full of cigarettes, did you? No, I didn't. I mean, yeah. not that day. I mean, God forbid. I mean, I got Lucy's that day, but God forbid. I feel like the Lucy, people should buy more Lucy's now as a, yeah. as a sign of protest. I'm going to start buying Lucy's. Just so I don't even smoke. I don't smoke. <laughs> untaxed cigarettes. Well, Gotta go get them. You know, um, about the untaxed cigarettes, um, did you guys hear anything about the protest in Nevada related to the cattle, the cattle rancher? No. No. So weirdly in the summer, um, there was a situation in which this cattle rancher was having all of his cattle graze government land without paying the taxes for it. And, you know, he made it this big argument of how it's his American right, et cetera, et cetera, and he shouldn't have to pay the federal government to graze his cattle. I remember that story, yeah. Yeah, so he protested the um, federal federal agent showed up to seize his cattle in, in payment for, you know, the tax back owed taxes. Um, and he protested and all of these white people, sorry, but white people, including NRA representatives, showed up with guns, with AK-47s, to form a picket line against the federal agents who never once pulled out a gun or a tank or did anything. They stood by for hours and watched all these people march with guns, refuse to obey orders from the government, and then at the end, um, they actually returned all the cattle to the guy. Oh my God! So it's like over a million dollars. Yes, and owed, right? yes, but I bring it up because not just the gun situation and the fact that it was clearly not an, a peacefully intended protest. Yeah. Um, because you know they they were clear about how they were here to defend themselves against the government no matter what. Oh. Um, but really. You know, libertarians got really behind this protest because they thought of it as um, the little citizen fighting against the big government that's trying to take everything away from them. Uh And yet, with the Eric Gardner situation, it's the exact same thing. It's a man going outside of the system to sell untaxed cigarettes to make money, thereby cutting out the government and saying, you know, there's no reason why you should be involved in my business. And for that, he was attacked. And there is no there is no NRA saying if he had a gun, this wouldn't have happened. And there is no libertarian group coming out and saying um, we should defend the small businessman in this case, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard not to say that they're racially motivated situations. You know? yeah. Well, also the difference between the two. You said he owed what was it over a million? Yeah. In- mm-hmm. Um, the amount that he was selling Lucy's for was 50 cents. Like yeah. he died over 50 cents and the taxes on cigarettes while a lot in New York, it's still like what? Like three bucks a pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's still paying taxes on these things. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, he's not really making money. I sell a cigarette for a dollar anytime anybody asks me for a cigarette in New York city. Right. Yeah. You know what? What's the problem? Yeah. I agree completely. Now, uh, the other thing that was crazy about the, uh, the Eric Garner case is, uh, how many cops were there? I mean, I watched. We've all watched the video, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it is fucking depressing. And, uh, and the other, I just uh, I listened to the audio again because I didn't feel like watching it again, but I, I needed to get it in my head one more time. And uh, one thing I will notice is there were a lot of cops, and and, and the main argument everyone's saying that's pissing everyone off. But you know, I want to hear your guys' opinion on this. Is you know, should he just you know? Gave, get, went over to the cops and not argued and not fought. And uh, would, would this have all not happened if he would have oh. just, you know, submitted? But see, I'm, 
Go ahead, Jordan. No, I, I, I mean, I saw the video, and it looked like he had his hands up. He was saying some things, but it didn't take long for them, for, for that one officer. While five police officers were watching, and someone was subsequently putting a camera on them for them to choke him out. Yeah. So it was like they – if. You know, it was just like immediate force was used, and they were intimidated by the fact that he was, he was arguing his case. Yeah, sure, he was. Thing, sure, I mean, but he also, while he was dying, saying, I can't breathe. So yeah, there was don't like, touch me, don't touch yeah, me. there was no moment where he could have braced himself to not get killed in that way. It was like mm-hmm. immediate force, about 100 pounds of pressure on his neck, and he was a big guy, but it's like. Well, big they, guys, it's harder on them because they have all the Fat pressing against their neck already. And yeah. so that's why big guys wheeze when they breathe. And that's like a lot of times when you listen to this show, I'm just breathing in the microphone like a big fat idiot. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, it's the same thing. It's the fat that's pouring on, so it makes breathing much more tough, um, much more difficult for these things. And if maybe if uh, the police officer would have had the proper training, he would have known that maybe a chokehold could kill this guy. Well, here's well, the thing. They all get yeah. trained that they're not supposed to use this particular to, yeah. type of chokehold. And he, the other thing, though, if you look at like... I, I, one of the things I'm upset about is that the news always shows the part where they take him down. But they don't show they don't, him dying. Well, no, no, they don't. Well, he died actually. He died in the hospital afterwards really? of, of being of neck compressions. But they don't show the stuff before. When they show the approach of these cops that are immediately in this, like, kind of like spray, stalking yeah. prey mm-hmm. in a there way. There's like seven of them or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. starts, it starts with just a few, and they're Six. slowly closing in on them from either side. The whole approach. Now, no, listen. Technically, when they are doing an approach on a suspect, right, and they knew even if it was for revenue, right, even for just like a, a a tax crime, the the approach is just like anything else. If he had any other sort of crime, yeah. but uh, it's so subjective. The cop is supposed to think, okay, this is my beat. I know this guy. I see him all the time around here. He's selling these Lucys here. He's also a nice guy. But he breaks the law all the time. But he's never a guy that's going to have a gun. He's never a guy that's really caused a problem anywhere. Right. This is the this is the character profile of this guy that everyone in that neighborhood knew about. And these cops approached this guy like he had a fucking gun on him the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Well, apparently, like in his court case, uh, two of the jury, it was brought up that he had a illegal gun on him at one point. Well, he had no, the guy guns. that was doing the video, the guy that took the, the guy that took the video was the only person actually indicted, indicted out of yeah. this. Um, because what it, he stood around and he blatantly videotaped all of the police officers. And once it became public, three days later, police happened to be watching him. You yeah. decide why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they claimed that they saw him hand a gun to another person. So technically, they found that gun on another person. But they took him to trial for this. So he's, or he's going to be going to trial for having an illegal weapon. So that's the thing is that it's, um, there is intimidation. There is backlash there they do come back and make sure that you don't want to testify and that you don't want let me let me ask you guys something do you think this would happen if if eric gardner was like a millionaire and he was selling lucy's how many how how many times have you seen a white person yelling at a cop because oh, I've seen yeah. it so, multiple so times. Many times. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple I've, I've times. So times. many times. times. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't even just believe let them it how it happened. Yeah, it's insane. It's I kinda... was very polite and like, yeah, put on my exactly. I got pulled over and I was just like, hi, y'all. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> 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 yes. Hello. Exactly. And they let me off. 
It's kind of just kind there's of, a race issue yeah. here, but there's also a class issue. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. kind of my point here is yeah. that it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if honestly, if Bill Cosby was selling Lucy's, they'd be like, well, Mr. Cosby. Like, <laughs> you don't want to say it. I really think whenever a poor person demands something, they're called a criminal. Yeah. And if a wealthy person demands something, they're called an entrepreneur. It's just yeah. <laughs> how you are in the class system in the world. And on, like poor people aren't taught your rights, how yeah. to demand it, how to start a business. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this actually speaks to um, something that's been bothering me is people's reaction um, who are either, you know, lower class white people or um, non-black minorities who don't identify with what's going on. They don't they don't see this as their problem, I would say, because they think of it very much as like a purely a black people versus white people thing. But in reality, uh, we do live in a white America and of black America. We all do. Even if you, there are people who are not white who live in white America. I would count myself as one of those. You know, I'm educated. I am, I make a good living. I have a good job. I have invested, you know, we have small businesses, that kind of thing. Um, so that you can start to say to yourself, well, relatively speaking, my situation is not as bad. Why rock the boat? Why stop traffic? Why keep me from getting to my job? Why make things dangerous and crazy when it's not that bad? But the reality is that most of us actually are closer to black America. Most of us, we're not rich people. We are not powerful in government and in politics. So it's this strange delusion of I'm not in that class. I'm not, that's not going to happen to me. But I thought one of the greatest things that happened after this protest is the amount of people that came out with stories of how, you know, either, you know, somebody you wouldn't expect who has had a really bad run-in with a police officer or, um, white people saying, you know, like being really blatant about how much they get away with. And I, you know, yeah, some criming while right, while white. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I thought it was, was great. That was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. See, I know some people thought it was ridiculous, yeah. but when you looked at it um, both at the same time, you know, I didn't see it as white people bragging. I thought it was a very blatant, like, why is it okay when these are two exactly the same situations? Well, I would definitely brag. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well yeah. <laughs> if I, mean, it, I mean, criming while white, if I saw that hashtag as a white person, I would just be kind of like Dave Chappelle's friend in that bit. He's just like, yeah. I'm sorry, officer. He gets pulled over. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know, didn't I, know I couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's a <laughs> yeah. great one. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. I was like, oh, I I'm a little high. He's like, yeah, he was like, he was like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. He's like, yeah, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Because I did know I couldn't do that. It's like... The hard thing about this is that you do need some sort of police force, but it has just gotten somewhere out of control. It's kind of like... It's kind of like a morbidly obese person well, uh, that has to keep eating, you know? Like, because you can't just stop eating. You would die. You've got to have, like, a little bit of food, but then, but now you're always tempted to just overeat, and then that leads to... Uh, does well, it make sense? I'm trying things, to relate. One of the things that's really affected that, I think, is the whole new kind of enforcement regime that we've had over the past two decades, especially in New York City, where they crack down on every s- small little crime broken that happens. Windows. Right, broken exactly, windows. Right, exactly, the broken windows mm-hmm. policy. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where now you're looking at the smallest stuff and you're going for data. You're going for data points yeah. now all of a sudden. It's not about what is the environment that you're keeping on your beat, right? Yeah. It's not about that. They've taken the control out of the officer's hands for so long that now they're just literally tools of force as opposed to being human beings that represent 
the enforcement branch of government. Yeah, and well, they have to fill a quota. You know, yeah. how many people have you arrested when this I was, month? When I was arrested for smoking on the street, the first thing these guys fucking joked about was like, man, we would have came home with nothing if you idiots weren't smoking. <laughs> oh, and, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be fucking, I am literally just a number for this guy. Yeah. Related to that, um, I have a quote from New York City attorney Jonathan Moore, who said that Garner should have been at most received just a summons. So the yeah. equivalent of a yeah. ticket. To for allegedly selling untaxed cigarettes. Yeah. It's, it's kind it's of like, like it's it's almost similar like in Mike Brown's case when they basically show it was a it was a clever ploy. Basically they showed the grand jury uh to a, a statute that actually wasn't passed and allowed by Missouri law, which basically said if you ran away from an officer, oh, you yeah. could get shot in the back. Right? So if you're running away from the officer, you're getting killed for less than if you were taken to jail. So you were being practically murdered for... He was murdered for less than the charge that he would have gotten if he would have just... He he got killed, and the only price really was a summons. He got killed for selling cigarettes. Also, what's interesting about that case is the the, the big cop, the big man, he fiddled, he fudged the numbers with how far oh, yeah, that yeah. guy mm-hmm. was away was from the police from the police vehicle, which matters. It really matters in the case. If well, you're a certain amount away, then you can shoot. The actual amount was um they said that he was killed uh thirty five feet away from his SUV and it was actually hundred and forty eight feet. Yeah, that's one feet. thing to really keep in mind contextually when it when we think about both the Wilson case and the Garner case is that it's all based on the probable cause that of what's about to happen for this guy. And probable cause is a subjective thing where mm-hmm. it's like what does the officer feel and think in his mind in that moment? Mm-hmm. That's all they have to convey to any sort of grand jury or any jury, right? Yeah. But the problem is if you're gonna kind of disagree or combat that or counterpoint that the other person that could do that is dead it's the exactly. fucking Mike yeah. Brown's dead yeah. he can't yeah. be like no that's not what happened that is not the how I was charging at him it was because he shot me he and shot me once and I was falling, falling forward, forward. Yeah. and from a distance I mean if you're 148 from yeah. 48 yeah. feet from someone you're already shooting at you can say you're already scared you're panicked that's why you're shooting at someone because yeah. they already got into an altercation so it looks from a distance and panic in your mind will tell you that your perception is one way when it really is another mm-hmm. And yeah. witnesses don't even know what they're seeing either. The There's so thing- many people, like, if there was a camera in the same case as Eric Garner, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. And the same yeah. thing with in the Garner case when the guys, when he was just ar- him arguing with his big, intimidating hands. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, even him yelling, it was, like, really the sweetest kind of yell. He was more of just well, like, it was, he couldn't on. He couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, exactly. This is a man who's been arrested 30 times. He's been arrested 30 times for bullshit. Yeah. You know, most, I don't know if they were all bullshit, but I'm pretty sure that, I'd, I'd say 20 of them probably were. You know, yeah. and so it's just like, I'll he take the over under on that. He was fucking sick of it. The, you know, and so he flipped yeah. out. You know, of course, it's human emotion that's going to happen. And these cops <laughs> are like, well, this is enough for me to say, like, this guy's a scary guy. Probable cause. Get to practice this takedown I learned in MMA class. I mean, you hear Wilson talk about it, too, and it's just like he's painting him as a villain. He's like, his eyes were red with fury. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like that that How criminalization. You know? shot him in the back. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, also he was a kid. Like, if you literally, I saw frat guys act more offensive in college mm-hmm. than 
Darren. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, but it, it's like, it's, like, it's just really strange that they choose to individualize and demonize them, the yeah. victims, as like as a person. But when it comes to the police officers, we're just supposed to see the giant like you halo of you're a police officer who puts your your life on the line. But in reality, the guy that choked Eric Gardner, I believe he had three previous ex- excessive force cases. Oh. Um, What's his name, by the way? Daniel Pantaleo. Pantaleo, yeah. Pantaleo, yeah. Um, and from so he's, uh, he's blatantly Irish. No, I'm just kidding. Italian. No, Italian. <laughs> uh, but I looked up some statistics in New York City, and it turns out that five percent from 2009 to today, five percent of police officers in New York are responsible for 40 percent of excessive force. Uh, wow. I'm sorry, of um, resisting arrest charges. Okay, five percent of cops go around making 40 percent of that the resisting arrest charges. Point, wow. okay. I love that point because yeah. a lot of people are demonizing the entire police force. No, and it's you not. cannot do that right now. Yeah. You have to remember yeah. that there are good cops out oh, there. Oh, certainly. There are I, people yeah. out there. I've yeah. been talking to them. I've been stopping and I've been talking to almost sure. every cop I see. And I want to get their honest opinions. And most of them are fucking frightened. Yeah. And they're like, it's hard. It's like everywhere I go, people are fucking yelling at me. Yeah. And they're screaming at me. Sure. And they're calling me a goofy bitch. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, here's the thing. To that, point, to that bitch. point, the other, that study, that same study said um, 60% of NYPD officers have never arrested someone for resisting arrest. Okay, 60%. Wow. But but um, it's 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 no matter how good a cop you are, if you are not saying something when you see things being done incorrectly, if you are not making sure that reports are filled out correctly and on time and that policy is followed the same for a pretty blonde daughter of a politician as it is for a young black man from the Bronx, then you're not a good cop. Then you, you know, it's difficult. That's where I do identify. I do identify with you have to work with those people every day and you're going to make your life so much harder and possibly not get promoted. And But that's the job you chose. If you want to be good at it, then you have to be good yeah. at it. And I think they, the larger yeah. problem with the, the police officers, though, is there's this, you know, the brotherhood that they all have for yeah. each other keeps them from being like the number of times I've seen officers be aggressive with protesters or aggressives with any civilians. None of the other cops do anything. None of the yeah. other cops come up and be like, hey, man, pretty sure you should not have done that. Yeah. Or there's never a time when a cop's like, yeah, this guy did this. You never see that. In fact, you even see it even worse. Times when cops have killed civilians, police unions have stepped in, appealed decisions mm-hmm. for these cops getting fired, and have gotten them back on the force multiple times after ki- killing civilians that are unarmed. There was a recent yeah. case in New York that a cop texted a union rep uh, while someone oh, yes. was dying yes. before that was a Kai Gurley uh-huh. exactly. was dying and he texted his union rep and before I, he contacted back. And yeah. the Akai case, I'm surprised, is not getting more attention because Akai was in the stairwell of his apartment building mm-hmm. with his girlfriend walking up the stairs doing nothing. And, that- and a police officer got scared or whatever you want to call it and he shot him. And then for the next six minutes, here's, here's what happened for the next six minutes. A neighbor heard the shot and called 911, okay? So then the um, dispatcher and the correct, uh, the commanding officers were aware of where these cops were. So they started trying to contact them via radio and cell phone, and they didn't respond to their commanding officers, and they didn't respond to the 911 operator. Instead, they were texting their union reps to get protection before they ever called 911 for yeah. this person. Oh. And, and in fact, know. their rep said, the guy is dying and you still haven't called it in? Yeah. And look, now, now, now think about this very carefully. It is a 
foundational principle to be for unions as a liberal in this country. Yeah. It is a foundational principle. Fuck that. They're the mafia. But there's the thing. (laughs) It's going to take, that's going to be the thing that holds a lot of this up. If, If we can't, as a wing of the social spectrum, look at the unions, look at the police unions and say that you guys are fucking up. You guys are make you guys are making this problem worse. If you guys if they can't get on our side, then we have to say something to them as well. I saw some sympathy in them. Uh, yeah. After like I was on the bus. Once we got in the bus, it took us about an hour to get down to uh, one police plaza, and we were on the line. And everyone is tired at this point. Like kind of, I think I feel like the protesters and the cops at some point were just like we we're both really tired, and the line was really long to get in and process and take like a kind of prom picture with your arresting officer. It was cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Um, I wish I had a haircut. Did you get a rose? I wish, uh, <laughs> or rather, a lily. <laughs> but anyway, we we were we were at the gate, and I hear officer, and this is what really made me snap. And I quote: "The officer in front of me, holding a protester, says to the officer holding me, this system is flawed.'" Yeah. <laughs> He's right. The most ironic thing I've heard. I'm like, and I lost it. I was like, what system are you referring to, officer? The, uh, the, the, the system that inconveniences you or the system that continues to kill unarmed black yeah. men? Not just what that. system are you referring to? Because yeah. obviously you're tired to say some goofy shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, what are you? Like, I lost my shit. I'm like, how can you have no like Too many sympathy? forms. Too many forms to yeah, fill out. Too many yeah. forms. He's like, the I system. haven't reset my fantasy football lineup for the week and I gotta handle this. this. system yeah. is flawed, yeah. man. Yeah, like, but he's right, though. The system is flawed. Yeah, putting yeah, yeah. you in jail and putting everyone else in jail, all that did was cost the fucking city money yeah. and it, like, you guys shouldn't have been there. Just like Eric Gardner shouldn't have been in there. That's a fucking ticket at most. You have yeah. your you ticket know? still with you, yeah, right? Yeah, my it's ticket. It's $25, right? So you have a $25 uh, ticket, no, but why the hell it, were you I don't think it, it is. I don't, no, it's not. It's I just, just a summons. Yeah, right? it's just, uh, let me see. Um, You're hereby summoned to appear in criminal court of the city of New York to answer a criminal yeah. charge made against you. So, disorderly conduct. So that's usually, the offense charge. And I need to be there on February 2nd. Disorderly conduct? You weren't even in the street. You were laying next to a bleacher. No, no. After we marched down and we were linked arms, I was in the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was so definitely... I the punishment uh, of that, I looked up some laws. They actually put you in the pillory and they throw fruit at you. <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> that's not that bad. They scream Shakespeare lines at you, I think. <laughs> well, a you know... A pomegranate. Um, a point that I think kind of connects to this is uh, there were some people whose reaction was, you know, this isn't about race, it's about police brutality in general and their abuse of power in general. And I, compl- I do agree. I completely agree that it's a problem overall. But the truth is that there are systems in place that are supposed to be dealing with that. Like, nobody's pretending that cops will not abuse power. They're there. There's, that's what grand juries are supposed to do, internal review boards, citizen oversight committees, their own documentation. That's the purpose of the documentation is for them to follow all these rules and be held accountable. The problem is that all those systems are not being used equally in every case. Somebody is picking and choosing, oh, hey, it's totally fine that you're drinking. Uh, driving and drinking, I will just follow you home so you get safe, versus we're going to surround you with 17 cop cars and throw you on the floor. And and Isn't that they killed that old man like that? Yeah, right? exactly. It's constant. And yet, how many, you can go on YouTube right now and search drunk white man, and you will get millions of videos of old drunk white men 
yelling, like driving cars into cops and stealing horses, like all sorts of ridiculous things that they're just like, the cops laugh about it. The just cops are like, like, look at this guy. Having, like, just having fun on a Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of giving cops like military training and mm-hmm. like Call of Duty video game training, they should give them empathy training. They yeah. should give them literally training on like how to talk to another fucking human being. Yeah, how to resolve a conflict. Going how to, to do with doctors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Going back to Pantaleo, would you guys be interested in hearing on his previous misconduct charges? Yeah. yeah. Previous misconduct. He was actually, um, uh, so he was, uh, it was settled out of state, uh, pardon me, out of court, but he allegedly, uh, let's see, where is it? Uh, so earlier in 2013, he pulled over two young men uh, for uh, allegedly having illegal drugs. And according to them, they subjected them to a humiliating and unlawful strip search in public view in which that they pulled down their pants and uh, touched and searched their genital areas and stood by uh, and the other cops stood by and watched in their presence. And this was all in public. Wow. And wow. quotes in quotes. And keep in mind that they were settled out of court. Mm-hmm. By the state of New York. So they didn't even bring it to court. Uh, they alleged that the officer, that would be Pantaleo, quote, slapped and tapped their testicles in a strip search. Yeah. And that wasn't like, because all police cars have a camera on them, and I'm sure that video footage just went Oh, he knows missing. exactly where to put them so that it's not in the camera's view, first yeah. of all. He knows, he knows where the camera is. He can see that. He knows where to put the people so they won't be recorded. And this was in Staten Island as well. Yeah. Really? And then mm-hmm. it's fucked up. And you know what? And this guy, and he's probably still a police officer. Am I correct? Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that shit's fucked up. And, you know, and, I, and I, to go back and, you know, just to, you know, because you're saying, uh, you're saying it's a very racial subject and mm-hmm. I agree with you. But I also, I think I side uh, with Cena more about it being a class issue, about it being the fuck the poor. And fuck the, you know, because me, personally, I've been arrested eight times. Mm-hmm. And I'm white as can be. Seven of those were for tax evasion and trading, though, I think. <laughs> 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 Let it that out. <laughs> yeah, I love there how goes Goldman, your street cred. I, know. <laughs> I love how Goldman Sachs can, like, bankrupt this country and drive yeah. people jobless and just fuck everything up. Just the whole country. And then given a raise. And then sure. given a raise, not a single person put into jail for yeah, that. Yeah, isn't it poetic that it's only a ferry ride away from where someone was murdered over 50 cents <laughs> from yep. Wall Street? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay, so I agree with you. I agree that it is a class thing, but within the class situation of these whole pe- this whole bunch of people who are put in this bucket, mm-hmm. it is still disproportionately worse against blacks. Yeah. And, I w- and I will give you some some fun statistics, which I enjoy. Um, I, love <laughs> I love them. So uh, this is from a study that was conducted on data based from tw- tw- 2010 to 2012, because that's the latest available data from the FBI. Um, and based on 12,000 police homicides in that time. Cops uh, killed 12,000? No, I'm sorry. 12,000 police shootings. Okay. okay. Uh, 1,217 were killings. Okay. And out of those... Blacks who were between 15 and 19 were killed at a rate of 31.17 per million, while whites of the same age group were killed by 1.47 per million. Whoa. 30 million times more when you're talking about a minority of your population. That yeah. makes no sense. There's no way that you can be like just say it's not race That's related. Insane. That's and like keep how in many mind, a day? And keep in mind that this study 
is based on the information collected uh, by the FBI from over 17,000 police departments, right? Except that only 4% of those 17,000 turn in their reports to the FBI, okay? So, um, what was this? Florida hasn't filed their report since 1997. They ran out of paper. Sure. I know. Well, but just imagine the increase in those numbers if they actually turned in their documents. Um, New York City last reported in 2007. So it's from incomplete data, and everybody that has looked at it has said, even if you had complete data, there's no way to explain that discrepancy in numbers. Other than it's targeted. You know, whether it's subconsciously because officers are, like, culturally pre pre prejudiced and willing to, you know, react a certain way in front of people that they're not comfortable with, or whether it's totally purposeful, hateful, it's still something's going on. I tend to think that it's they're easier targets. Exactly. In, in, a, in an age where a police officer yeah. has to make certain marks, he's going to go after the easiest stuff. Absolutely. Anyone, you know, what's a common, what's a common uh, reason that they were using stop and frisk on a lot of people was mm-hmm. blocking the flow of traffic on the sidewalk. Sure. That's the, one of the biggest ones they use. It's like a big fish. I net. agree with that. Fucking yeah. get those people in jail. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking sick of being blocked yeah. on the sidewalk. But Standing not... at the top of the subway stairs. <laughs> yeah. Fucking lock that cocksucker out. Black, black guys in hoodies at night, you know, sometimes you can't see them. You get a little scared. You can't, you, you only see shooting. the whites of their eyes like raccoons. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, you like, you get a little scared and, you know, you gotta you gotta lock them up immediately, yeah, and then you know. and then if they have weed on them, like even better, because then you can go back and smoke that weed and use the papers that you haven't filled <laughs> out. <laughs> like, yeah. but wasn't there a white guy that was in a movie theater a couple years ago and like gunned down people? Oh, like twelve oh, people. Aurora, he's, yeah, he's yeah. still alive, right? He's mm-hmm. chilling. He's yep. chilling in jail. Somehow they can apprehend haircut. him without themselves getting hurt but even though he had a gun yeah. he had a gun on him and murdered people yeah, yeah. they should have just they should have just double tapped him even though he put his hands in the air yeah. they should have just double tapped that motherfucker yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlike how they killed that kid in cleveland he just rolled up mm-hmm. was that yeah. uh tamir rice right? yeah tamir rice yeah. Yeah. That, you know uh that, that video was sad that, as shit you know what's crazy about that one if you look back at that officer's record from the previous uh police department that he worked for he failed his shooting range mm-hmm. exam oh. so miserably he actually was crying during the testing and couldn't complete the examination. Oh, good. I'm glad he's a cop. Exactly. Yeah. That's and great. So, and so the I mean, you gotta practice. officer <laughs> actually pulled him aside and was just pull, and tried to ask him, it's like, are you okay? Like, I don't know if this is the right yeah. career for you. He left that police department, and Mary, fill in the gaps for me here. Oh, yeah. He, I've got it pulled up here that um, in November of 2012, uh, Deputy Chief Jim Polak recommended that Loman, the cop in question, was recommended to be dismissed because he was unable to follow instructions and was unable to make good decisions in stressful situations. Mm. Oh, don't worry. You don't need that skill. <laughs> and in addition, he cited a report from his firearms instructor who said he showed up to training distracted, weepy and unable to communicate clear thoughts as a result of which his handgun performance was dismal. Direct wow. quote. I would be a fucking awesome police officer if this guy could fucking get through. Yeah. You know what's he crazy? Had, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that his, that trainer and his direct supervisor said that, um, in quote, he had a, dan- and this is before mm-hmm. he shot yeah. the 12 year old, uh, that he had a dangerous loss of composure and I do not believe time nor training will be able to change or correct deficiencies. Yeah, when wow. someone calls you weepy and you're trying to be a police officer, you got a gun in your hand. Can't be a fucking. I mean, most of them, I would assume. 
I don't know how to get into the force, but I've seen a lot of cops and know some, and a lot of them are fucking pussies. Okay. And you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're, they're just pussies. You know what's crazy about uh, him failing that exam? I saw something where, like, people were given, like, a test, like, some visual, like, some computer uh, test where, like, like different uh, races of people will pop up, and it's mm-hmm. like a white person with a gun, and you click and hit that person. It would if take that's them their longer fault. to shoot. Yeah, it would take yeah. them longer to well, shoot. The white person, the white person. Gun, you're like, yeah. oh, cool gun. And it's yeah. like an unarmed, it's like an unarmed, like yeah. whatever, like CGI black person that's ah, like that's like with a cheesecake, and they like hit them immediately, and it's yeah. like a white guy yeah. with a fucking machete, and they're like, I don't know, maybe this Let's guy's got well, some. Maybe he's an actor. Yeah, it's, it's some <laughs> sugar cane. I don't know, you know. It's an actual test, like a visual. It's like fucking. Yeah. And that's crazy because the kind of men that like make women into you know a, a marionette in their basement are white. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not, Somebody... not the guy in Cleveland. Oh no! I yeah, forget no. the comedian, like... but this one comedian has a really funny joke that like uh, a black guy will just mug you, but a white guy is going to turn you into a puppet. Oh, that's great! Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good guy. <laughs> I'd like to bring out. I said a really funny comedian. Yeah. Oh, sick burn. Um, I'm sure other comments. That wasn't a bird. Do you guys want to talk about grand juries at all? Yeah, yeah. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Louisa, I am a fucking idiot when it comes to grand juries, and I would really love if you explained it. You know, I I just felt like a lot of people were making comments where it was clear that they weren't getting the the issue here. And I think the issue is that no other first world country uses grand juries. Okay. Right. Yeah. And the reason for that is because it adds another layer of subjective decision making in between the arrest and the court. What is a grand jury? Well, a grand jury is uh, basically if you get arrested, right, then the prosecutor of the district or the county or whatever has to decide, they have to look over the evidence collected by the police and they have to decide whether you can or cannot be charged based on a particular statute, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, their job as prosecutor is to go to the grand jury and say, here's all the evidence. I argue that this person should go to court for X crime. And, you, it's, and it's extra yeah. crime on very different levels. So yeah. if it's like if it's homicide like it was in the Garner case and in the Ferguson case, they go homicide, then they go like uh criminally negligent homicide, then it's like mm-hmm. reckless homicide, yeah. it's yeah. like manslaughter. But the main point is that the prosecutor, his or her job is to fight for that victim against the person who killed that victim. So it's their job to go to the grand jury and believe in that case and fight for that case. If they don't believe in it, they're not supposed to bring it to the grand jury because they, the only reason not to believe in it is there's not sufficient evidence for what you're saying they did, release them from jail or whatever. Um, and instead, we have this prosecutor in the Ferguson case, and I think in most police shooting cases, what people aren't recognizing is that Outside of police-involved crimes, the whole rest of the time, prosecutors work with cops. They need cops to find evidence for them to investigate the case and then to testify in court. So it's the same thing as a good cop having to turn on a bad cop. It's them having to say, well, now in my next case, the police department won't work with me as well. They'll get in my way when I'm trying to make something happen. It becomes this, like, um, what is it called? Uh, conflict of interest. Conflict of interest where they can't, so they will inevitably side with the police. But it, the other thing, though, and there's a couple things with that, right? Yeah. And, and the prosecutors and the police don't always get along. It's yeah. this, I, that's one thing that people, mm-hmm. they've turned up the volume on this relationship a little too much. Yeah. Prosecutors end up getting pissed at cops almost all, all the, the time, time because sure. they fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. And we all can. Well, they should have had a special prosecutor for this for this place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should have had a special. Should have like Cuomo. He didn't do shit. He's just fucking chilling. 
in the grand jury, though, mm-hmm. they have discretion on how to present the evidence, which I think is the real issue here yeah. that could use some reforming, is that when there's gray air or like mm-hmm. a police shooting or when they feel like they're uncomfortable with the case, they'll just throw everything at they'll throw everything at the jury and just have them decide on what's going on. Yeah. Now, here is this, like, kind of the same thing happened. They just throw through all the evidence at the jury. Mm-hmm. And if you can, you, they, they say you can indict anything. You can indict a ham sandwich, though, right? Mm-hmm. So in this case, it's like, well, isn't that also a problem that you can indict a ham sandwich, too? And then what? you can't do it in this case? What was the ham sandwich doing? They're from a cast, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking love for the people, Fuck, man. Yeah, and who's I, on the grand jury? Is it, like, people that the lawyers get to pick? Like, is it all Wolf Blitzer and the grand jury? Like, why was... Uh, I actually don't know who it, picks them. I know that they're citizens and that their names are never released. But I think the lawyers get a, like, get a choice of who gets picked and who does not. Yeah, grand jury yeah. proceedings are, are the jury uh, gathering process. is very similar to... I want to play okay. devil's advocate Real, real fast with you guys. I want to get yeah. your opinion on this. Yeah, Is it a death sentence for this horrible fucking cocksucker of a cop that killed Eric Garner to send him to prison? Is he getting the death penalty yeah. and not just the normal... Uh, going to prison as everyone else. Is but that in these people's A head? grand jury isn't sending him to prison. It's yeah. sending him to court to be able to yeah. defend himself. That's it's, the problem is that... The he's not even going to the next level. Yeah, no. exactly. So the way the proceeding is it's so secret, that's a big difference here too. The Ferguson mm-hmm. releasing all the all It was the papers like historically... Is a big thing. Yeah, it's new. So generally grand juries are super secret because they want the juries to be able to talk freely and they also want the witnesses to come in mm-hmm. and be able to say whatever they need to say without fear of any sort of like repercussions that's kind of the problem these need to be treated more like regular trials well and the strange thing is that supposedly the benefit of the grand jury is that it's supposed to protect you from being um like publicly held in trial for something that they haven't quite decided they can um try you for so it's really supposed to be like we think you did this thing but we're not going to publicly tell everyone all the details until we know we can bring you to trial it's supposed to be a second check on the police but the problem again is that subjectivity of like how i'm how the process may decide to present the evidence of whether or not the prosecutor can choose to have that benefit of the doubt situation of like, well, I don't think they'll do it again. He's just like a young frat boy. He'll never rape another girl, you know, where they won't do that with a young black kid that probably got arrested or whatever that they want to say is all this reason to keep him in jail. That didn't rape that that girl at all. Yeah. (laughs) You mentioned uh, you weren't sure about who serves on grand juries. I actually just pulled Mm -hmm. up some information and this is from the University of Dayton, their official law website uh, as a resource. And there is one important difference between trial jurors that's if you went to court. You, that's me, you, and Louisa. Yeah, who gets called in to uh, go in and grand jurors. And it's because grand juries tend to sit for longer. Grand juries can take up to two to three years for an indictment. So statistically, they tend to be retired people or others whose work or home schedules allowed them to spend the time on a grand jury. So it's people who aren't and necessarily are in, in the world. And in additional, there is a history of what used to be called blue ribbon grand juries, mm-hmm. which is no longer used, but that's the history in courts. A blue ribbon grand jury is it used to be that grand juries were quote unquote prominent people in the community, such as doctors, lawyers, and successful businessmen. Oh. Uh, it was, uh, they can't be used anymore because the U S Supreme court ruled that that was, yeah. um, obviously inappropriate. But um, that is the history in uh, New York's still... a little different. New York, any of us could get called to gr- jury duty, and we could one of the get picked for we a could grand get, jury. Get picked for but a you grand wouldn't jury. be you prop. Uh, yeah, 
Um, There is a quote in regards to the Mike Brown case from Andrew D. Lepold, who's a University of Illinois law professor, who said in regards to that uh, failure of indictment that if the prosecutor wants an indictment and doesn't get one, something has gone horribly wrong. It just doesn't happen. Exactly. Because they don't bring something to the grand jury that they don't want to try. And actually, the prosecutor, did you see, came out and or somebody from his office admitted that he publicly said or in the office said that the only reason he was bringing the Mike Brown case to the grand jury was because of the public pressure to do so. Mm. But clearly that statement says... You don't think you should. You need to do yeah, this. Yeah, that's why yeah. they just throw. Which it means, all the yeah, you're not going to present a good case. And eventually, yeah. they had to use that trickery with mm-hmm. the statute that was old and it wasn't yeah. permissible. And then exactly. they made the pro- they and made the-, the grand jury decide and basically trick them and just made them through all this all this uh, law like uh, law nomenclature at them yeah. and said you decide even though you've never exactly. taken a mm-hmm. law the, class the lawyer the prosecutor is the kind of guide for the entire proceeding mm-hmm. so he could be like well, listen, people, this ham sandwich here is very mean. He uh, likes to Killed poke. Mama Cass. He killed Mama Cass. <laughs> and uh, I think you guys should indict. They'll be like, okay, that's great. Because they're just people. They're just people yeah. that are listening to this prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And in the Ferguson case, the fucking guy start bringing up defenses. He's like, well, here, let me tell you a little something about self-defense, everybody. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you're not supposed to do that in the grand jury. That's fucking for the trial. You're, a- you're acting like his fucking attorney. Can, mm-hmm. I, can I tell you guys my favorite part of being in jail? Yes, yeah. this is the brighter side, and I was just going to get to that. I uh, want to hear the brighter side of you getting arrested and these protests. My favorite. This is the brighter side. Yeah. Thank you, Ed, Amber, Cena, Louisa. Mary, it's a good time. Yeah. This needs to be talked about. Exactly. It's very important. Yeah. Let's hear it, buddy. Well, this has happened. I, um, once we got processed and everything, and I was in, I took my prom pictures with Ralph. Really nice teeth. <laughs> and uh, we go in. Um, everyone who had gotten arrested, all the protesters, everyone was, like, clapping for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, whenever and they it, came in. Yeah, whenever yeah. they came in, they what were clapping. About the, uh, what about everyone who was in there for, like, you know... Regular shit? Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> One guy came in with, like, I think it was, like, an old native, like, a Make a maybe like a middle aged Native American guy. Oh, really? Did was he kind of like staunchy, like like stocky? Yeah, uh, no, nah, I know. Amber knows him. She dated him. For <laughs> 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 I do know of an old Native American man. I would smoke. Yeah. Anyways, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he had that good. Yeah. <laughs> he had good weed. Yeah, it's very well. He we met at the Yippie Museum, but that's oh, another thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nah, yeah. This one guy, he came in. And everyone was clapping. And they're like, oh, he's not. With us. <laughs> <laughs> he was just on his own shit. He was yeah. just like, oh, no. did the clapping stop? Yeah, it, it was like midway. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he went straight to the back. He was completely stone faced. He didn't throw up a fist or nothing. He's like, protest. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Do you want to share your feelings too, sir? <laughs> Are you angry at the criminal justice system? So what yeah. was it like in there? What was it? Was it? Was, it seems like it was like a party and everyone's having fun. Almost. Everyone was having, was having fun. People, a lot of people were talking to each other, popping shit, and different things. Men and women in the same Just gym? no, it was men. It was men. It was a uh, uh, male cell and a female cell. 
Okay. Like and college. You, uh, and uh, the, the legend is that you got up and you did stand-up. I did do stand-up. Wow. I did like a five, six-minute nice. set. Nice. That's really? great. How was it received? It was great. The opening the opening to that, I was because uh, another guy who's locked up with me, he's a comic, Evan Jones, he did a set. And uh, and when I got in, I was like, how are they? And he was like, it was great. How's the room? I was, I was like, how's the room? Yeah. Where's the light? Yeah, I was so jealous. <laughs> I was so jealous. I was like, you got to do a set? I was like, I got to do one. And I was like, I got to pick my spot, though. So everyone was clapping right mm-hmm. and when every person came in so one guy came in that was protesting with us had an afro yeah. and the guy next to me says something to the like of um they got dante which is uh <laughs> de blasio's son yeah. right so when when i heard him say that and i saw that kid i was like I appropriated his line, and I was like, they're trying to kill us. They even got de Blasio's son. <laughs> and it fucking destroyed. I was going to say killed, murdered. Murdered no. <laughs> Yeah, they loved it. And then I turned to my friend Sam. I was like, perfect. And I stood up, and I actually did this bit. It's kind of like satirical bit about a, like a... Uh, uh, dead on on black men as a trading card game. Mm-hmm. How does that go? Is it's like, mind? yeah, the top of it, I'm just like, there are like so many dead on on black men. We could have like a trading card game at this point. <laughs> what would it be called? It would be like Tragic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, you play that game, too. It would be popular, like Pokemon. I just see, like, a white kid and a black kid in a cafeteria really excited because they got a fresh booster pack, which is really just that day's newspaper. <laughs> and they go into a whole act-out thing. Like, they really liked it. And, like, I told another joke they didn't like that shit. What was the other joke they told they didn't like? Uh, how Muslim women look like ninjas. <laughs> Well, not, not the audience, not the audience. And I was scared. One guy, one guy, he had like this big mink coat on. This, this like, uh, this this guy. He was like, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he didn't like that shit at all. Man, I want to. I gotta talk murder fist into getting arrested together. <laughs> you guys would be crying so hard. Holden uh, would be in uh, a fucking. Thing. I've seen Holden get arrested. He took it well. He took. He takes it well. Oh well, they let they they let him go with a ticket. <laughs> he's Jackie, white. Jackie, Losing his shit. <laughs> oh man, Jackie'd be all right. Oh, she'd be alone. Yeah, oh, she'd be with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Amber'd be fine. Yeah, Amber, yeah. Amber you could handle yourself. I've been in yeah. jail. It's all right. It's not that bad. People <laughs> <laughs> That's some good sleep. Oh <laughs> lord, I have a brighter side. Also, actually. Um, you know, I kind of think about this stuff all the time. Um, it's, I'm a very sad person <laughs> who spends most of my time really worried about the state of humanity. Um, but I would say a brighter side is that the conversation is consistently happening and yeah. that not just, you know, a lot of criticism has been like, oh, you know, these social media justice people who are just, you know, preaching to the choir. You're just speaking to your own friends who already feel the same way as you. It's really not true. I've had... Um, several people just come out and just say like, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'm so glad that you, you know, clarified some things and have asked genuine questions and have been able to feel like you're not being cast as a bad guy or a good guy. It's just be aware, be aware and don't pretend it's not happening and don't act surprised the next time it happens because it will happen again. Um, so I'm actually really inspired by how many people feel like they can do something about it. That's really great. I haven't felt like I could do anything about it for a long time. The masses don't have a lot of avenues to, for any sort of change. And Mm -hmm. really all we could do is just get together, 
stop some traffic, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. tried to do and, and do all these things where we get together and scream really yeah. loud. And, by the way, and I wanted to um, talk about a couple of places that people yeah you know, hit oh us up. yeah i know you've got to get out of here soon and guys uh yeah, yeah. just to get off topic for two seconds uh jordan's got to get out of here but i'm down to talk a little longer if you guys want to uh this has uh, been a great conversation i feel like everything hasn't been covered so uh whatever you guys want yeah, I, we'll feel I'm, it out. I'm in, yeah we'll feel it out but jordan uh you're you're involved in the protest now yeah. and uh there's gonna be a big one this coming saturday yeah which next... is a week from today but when this comes out on thursday this is gonna be great information for people okay. so let them know where they can go and who they can get in touch with and uh so saturday the 13th on um west saturday Four- the 13th yeah, West West Fourteenth and McDougal at Washington Square Park is going to be the day of anger or the million. West Fourteenth, it's not West Fourteenth. I mean, I at West Fourth Street. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Is that before brunch or after brunch? Uh, two p.m. <laughs> two p.m. Right two p.m. next Saturday. It's called the Million Person March. Or I think it's just million. Million March. March. Million. I think March. it's just Million March. It yeah. includes everybody. Do you We're think all they're going to get a million? I heard there was a big one on Tuesday. Well, I saw the, the invite. Facebook invite's got like 30,000 30, people, people already. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we got to go to this. Yeah. I'm uh, I don't, I mean, I, I, so I'm not sold on protesting. Yeah. I want to go me neither. more as a spectator. Yeah. You know, but I also, like, part of me is like, does that make me a fucking piece of shit? Because I know, obviously yeah. believe that what is being protested needs to be protested. Right. Yeah. I've gone to protest at the United Nations to protest the president of Iran mm-hmm. when he literally drives by and like after it's over everyone just kind of like, looks at each uh, other and we're like well we got our feelings off our Yeah, chest. exactly. And sometimes yeah, you just gotta do yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the night when you were out on Thursday, when you got arrested at 9 p.m., apparently that shit went to like 3, 4 a.m. Yeah, I think yeah. there were 223 arrests that you night. You blew your watch too yeah. early there, Jordan. Yeah. I think the big part about protests is people in power need to see how many people are, are not okay physically with it. Yeah. upset with this. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a different thing to see it. On, and granted, you still should do the hashtags and whatever because it's, yeah. it's socially relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we need to see physically lined yep. up in a row how many people are upset by this and numbers and mm-hmm. blocking traffic it really does matter and make yeah. this an issue in the next election everyone should just try to make this when the elections come up again talk about this time talk about how angry you were and talk about if any of the elected officials that you're talking about voting for are actually doing anything yeah and yeah. raise questions and yeah. it's absolutely your right to raise questions to the yeah. people in small government and small maybe your local mayor you you are absolutely have the right to ask. You and if this let, and yeah. if this is something that you do believe in and you don't live in New York City and you live across the country, try to make your voice heard. Go on social media and if this fucking bothers you, say something. The more that you're opening a discussion with uh, your elders, your yes, grandparents, your and, your, and your aunts and uncles who don't feel like this, who feel like everyone's being stupid, if you can just sit down and talk to them and you can change one person's mind then you're doing a good job. Additionally, remember, uh, your senators and people in government are uh, employed by you. So you should write them and call them Yeah, and call their yeah. offices. We employ you. And if you don't like them, they get out of fucking office. Not necessarily. Let them know that. <laughs> we got we to gotta try. We got to try. When we Amber try. says you're out, you're out. <laughs> you're out, baby. Get them out of there. You don't like somebody yeah. in office, you fucking get them out. You get you and your buddies and everybody yeah. involved. You sit out right out front of where they work. And you sit down and you show them. You stand up. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you show them how many people are pissed off with it. Every decision. year in February, you're signing their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They take your taxes. They take your money. Mm-hmm. You work at that mill. 
every day. <laughs> Pay those motherfuckers that go out to business lunch and don't do shit. Yeah. Any Instead tips, of- Jordan, for protesters other than wear a helmet? Uh, wear a helmet. <laughs> Le- uh, make sure you look angry enough to make Christmas shoppers regret their decisions. <laughs> um, yeah. Hashtag shut it down. That's and yeah, that's a hashtag. Search yeah. hashtag shut it down. Search, yeah, search yeah. hashtag shut it down. Also, if you have your cell phone and you're in a protest, you are allowed to use it and film police officers if you are in a public space. So just keep that in mind. Very acutely when you're walking around. What is not a public space? So any sort of private property, right? But if like if, if you're in Macy's, you can't pull out your phone. Right, it doesn't right. matter. Okay. Yeah. So in a public space, and they need a search warrant to go through mm-hmm. your cell phone. Make sure you say that to them. Do you have a warrant? But here's the other thing: they can always compel you to open your phone up and do stuff like that. If they scream at you and they threaten you and stuff like that, stand your ground. For real. And just be like, no, officer, you need a search warrant. And also use, like, you know, uh, text message apps that delete themselves very quickly, like WhatsApp or Wicker or something like that. Put a password on your phone, and it's also recommended that you upload video as soon as possible so that you're not depending on it being on your phone. And not just that. If you're arrested in front of a bunch of people who aren't your friends, scream your name. Scream your email address. Send me the video. I need to know. If you can induce yourself into vomiting on the police officer, (laughs) we highly recommend that Okay. Additionally, <laughs> uh, some laws for uh, people in New York City specifically, if you are a protester on a bicycle, uh, according to New York City law, as long as you are moving at any speed in the correct direction of traffic, it, it's illegal for the police to have you move. Additionally, except for emergency vehicles, obviously. But, and in but addition, been using emergency vehicles. That's true. Yeah. And in addition, um, for anyone who's on foot, if you find a crosswalk with a out a light, New York state law is clear, which is when there is no traffic control signal, drivers must yield the right of way to pedestrians in the crosswalk. So any uh, crosswalk without a light, pedestrians have the legal right to stand in the crosswalk, which has no light, and yeah, vehicles just, must yield to them. Just wow. walk back and forth. I'll say most importantly, if you really feel afraid an officer is near you, you should uh, absolutely, and I completely recommend, to try and hug that police officer. <laughs> I don't like, know if that works. Like that little black kid did. Black kid did. No, probably not. Don't do it. Don't do it. Unless you're a child. Unless you're a child. I thought that was really sweet. His mom said she was. that was the most afraid for anything she's ever been in life. There are some good cops. There are some bad cops. But there are some good cops out there. Please make your voice heard if you are hearing this right now. Don't bully them. Don't give them a reason to fucking destroy you. Yeah, just do it peacefully. Just cross arms and just they just want to see the physical numbers of people that are upset also have a clear um uh, point of not point of view but a clear end game to what you want chant something what you need we want this man to go to prison or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a long chant but that's, <laughs> that's a big part why occupy wall street didn't work out yeah. because everybody was just so upset about a million different things you need to have a very specific target specific chant you need to have something an end game to go down yeah. or otherwise you're just a bunch of kids on the street upset all right. Absolutely. We're losing Jordan. Thank you so much for Jordan, coming in, buddy. You. Come Bye, say goodbye real quick. Thank you. Uh, please uh, go on Twitter. The hashtag is uh, 
shut it down. There are also Facebook groups uh, for comedians as well as regular people. If you search <laughs> on Facebook and also go to the Day of Anger uh, after brunch uh, next Saturday or whenever. Uh, it's at 2 p.m. in Washington Square Park. So be there. And if you have any questions, don't feel free to uh, direct message Jordan on Twitter. I'm sure he has no <laughs> problem answering questions at Jordy Ploy, right? At Jordy Ploy. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, just fight the power. Um, I just try to involve myself in any way possible. I really didn't go to the protest and from any other day, but I mean, it's necessary. I think we need to be in the street. And if you'd like to protest, uh, please come out that day and stay strong and get arrested if you need to. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your service, Jordan. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. <laughs> yeah. We now, need words of wisdom by people, correct? Absolutely. Yes, and uh, you know, and also I don't feel like uh, you know, getting arrested, uh, you know, in my in my in my personal opinion, you know, try not to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> try not to, but I didn't try I didn't try to get arrested. Yeah, you uh, it, it quote happened. uh called the cop a goofy bitch. Did that have anything to do with you getting arrested? No, I was roasting those police officers the entire night. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this is one officer, uh his his last name was Castillo. I was like, you would have been much better as a second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, you're probably here cuz you cuz you had a bunch of holes in your swing. And you don't you don't have good range. That's why you played second base instead of shortstop. <laughs> Fuck the police. Hell Roast yeah. the police. Absolutely. Any uh closing thoughts from anyone else, Cena? I don't know. You know, the thing I keep going back to is I feel very conflicted about how these things escalate so quickly. People are getting arrested. Sometimes a little bit of violence breaks out between, you know, protesters and then the cops and everything like that. I just want everyone to feel safe and to be safe, but I also want everyone to scream as loud as they fucking possibly can. Yeah, and keep the fucking weapons at home. Don't give people an excuse to make you, make us Make the protesters make you know everyone look like demons. Wear yeah. a helmet. Wear, Wear a helmet. helmet, but don't bring it back. You know, like that's yeah. you know it's an important thing. Make sure you got you don't have anything on you yeah. that can get you a second charge or a third charge if you are arrested. If you want to smoke weed, come stoned. Don't bring it with you. Don't. You know, and and stuff like that. You know, so just make sure that you're doing it right instead of doing it wrong because it just makes it worse if you mm-hmm. are. Look at the right. Look at our history and the riots, or not the riot, but the the protests that made a change. L.A. riots. It was a little more violent. Didn't really do much. Uh, Martin Luther King protests when people were told to dress your nicest, to not argue and not resist viol- or not resist against the police. That made a little bit of a change. And, and we have a we, our Facebook group and uh, Twitter is getting a little bit more active now, which is really cool. And so we want to hear from you guys. Tell us what you think about what's going on. What are your thoughts? How can we change uh, kind of like the state of affairs right now between? Mm-hmm. The civilians and the police, and just what's going on about race in this country today. Yeah, start a dialogue with your coworker at the water cooler. See, that's how it all starts. Yeah, Louisa, any advice? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, You know, don't don't stay quiet when you have something to say, and also listen, listen to other people, listen to you know if you don't quite understand it or you think that you see everyone else on the opposite side as you, try to listen to some and consider 
a different point of view. It's It never hurts. Thanks for coming in, Darlene. It's so lovely to see you again. Thanks for having me. And uh, Mary, you are uh, you did a wonderful job. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. Mary. First time, popped your, uh, popped your little cherry there. Brighter side Brighter cherry. side cherry. So you have any advice for anybody? Um, your buddy is real into this. Uh, oh, um, yeah. I know some people who are involved in marches. I will probably be there next Saturday because I haven't had the opportunity to go to a protest yet. My general advice would be, you know, um, protests um, and actually the uh, wife of Eric Garner brought this up too. Uh, I don't have her specific quote in front of me, but she said, do it in peace, but don't stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, yeah. all you can say. Absolutely, yeah. guys. And like always, we like to end these shows with a song. Today, we're uh, in the spirit of the protest, is a song by the Beach Boys, surprisingly enough, called wow. Student Demonstration Time. You would have no idea that it is uh, it is them. So please enjoy it. Learn about America. And God damn it, get out there and fight for your right. Because we deserve to be heard. I love America. And that doesn't <laughs> stop me from taking to the streets and yelling at the goddamn people who run it. Because if you didn't love America, then you would just sit at home and watch all this bullshit happen to you. God bless us. God bless you. I love everything. <laughs> love everybody. Get out there. Make your voice heard. God bless America, everybody. Peace out. Peace! State brother, learn not to say nasty things about Southern policemen's mother. Nothing much was said about it, and really next to nothing done. The pen is mightier than the sword, but no match for a gun when there's a riot. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.